Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. We're glad to be with you. Yeah, we're really glad you're here. And we'd love to remind you that we have a great free online course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust that you can download right away. There's a link in the show notes. And this is a course that will walk you through some of the trust building foundations like what to do when you've discovered new information, how to respond, helpful ways, unhelpful ways. And there's lots of resources in there for the person who broke the trust, the person who was betrayed, and some stuff for the couple. This can be a really difficult, chaotic time for Mm -hmm. couples, and we want you to have solid resources to know how to navigate those early days and weeks. So it's called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. Click on the link in the show notes, give us your email address, and we'll send it to you right away. All right. Thanks, Here we are, Jody. Another episode. (laughs) Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about primarily for partners and the issue of being able to say no, Mm -hmm. which is an issue. Oh, yeah. What do you see along those lines? Like in my practice? Yeah. Well, so I work mostly with women who have been betrayed. Mm -hmm. It's split pretty much down those lines. But yeah, for most of the women that I work with, I would say most of them either don't have a lot of practice saying no, feel guilty for saying no, Mm -hmm. have been socially conditioned that they're supposed to be agreeable. It makes me think of that. I mean, on on the extreme end, that that Netflix documentary, The Keep Sweet. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. Like that's an extreme version of that, which is that message that women's job is just to- Yeah, just be sweet. Be sweet, accommodating, nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I, I recently spoke with someone who she was telling me that her husband was just adamant that like a wife should never tell her husband no. And this was mm-hmm. specifically around sexual intimacy, but he, she, oh, yeah. for him, it just, that was just so wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she's feeling like, is it okay for me to say no? And right. I'm like, wow, it's 2023 and we're really having this conversation. Yeah. But yeah, that that's, it is so deeply ingrained. So guilt, cultural mm-hmm. pressure, just confusion around all of that. So that's what I see. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is permission giving. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those messages run pretty deep for women. For you? Well, sure. I'm a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I think just in general. Yeah, they do. I mean, at least in the culture that we understand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's that the cultural piece. There's just the social reinforcement that we get for being agreeable, and which pays off in a lot of ways because we're more relational. Mm-hmm. And so then it keeps relationships looking and kind of feeling good, at least on the surface, if not underneath. So there are a lot of the benefits there. Mm-hmm. But also... Can I say something? Yeah. I see this a lot with our daughter. Ooh. We have three sons and one daughter. And it's often that I see her like acquiescing first to take one for the team, for the in the siblings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like she'll, well, she's the she's youngest. youngest too, in all fairness. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. So that might be a dynamic there. But I, I see though the dynamics like she's almost the first to be the most agreeable. Mm-hmm. 
And I've seen her do this with friends too. Yeah. And I feel a little bit of guilt about that. Like, oh, I didn't learn my lessons in time to not teach that to her. (laughs) But anyway, so. But it's just such a strong reflex. Like you said, just because there's such a value on relationships, keeping everyone happy, uh that there's a lot of self-sacrifice that, you know, can get out of balance. It's not to say you just say no to everything or always get your way. Yeah. But it can easily turn into a feeling like you're responsible for keeping the peace. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's responsible for keeping everybody mm-hmm. happy and the well-being of the group. Well, so, I mean, that saying, mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> I mean, which is which is like a fun saying and we all know it. But like for years, I have carried a tremendous amount of weight and pressure about that. Like if things aren't feeling good, that's my fault. Oh, like you've taken it like the other way. Yeah. Like you I, better stay happy. Right. Because so I think everybody I, can be happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. We've never talked about that yeah. before. That's so interesting. Because, you know, as a guy, when I hear that, and I don't know if our sons feel this way, but I, I think, well, the barometer of how well our family's doing is how happy Jody is. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I remember okay, feeling wow. like that. So, okay, yeah. So, we both just kind of internalized uh-huh. message like, oh, I'm responsible like you're, for like that. Like you're like a lightning rod for <laughs> the happiness and well-being of the whole system. And that's crazy. And it's, what, so, for you that it's your job to like oh, yeah. make sure that I'm, oh, yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> Most men, I think, would... would yeah. You, there's jokes about it. I mean, you see memes about it and yeah. reels and stuff where... And certainly, I think with someone, you know, in your position who doesn't mean my, maybe... Like my, as, a, as a wife, a woman, a mother. Okay. Who, who doesn't have maybe some self-awareness or integrity, they could run with that. Oh, yeah. They could be a princess or hit this kind of, you know, nightmare scenario. Oh, sure. It's like, I'm never happy. I mean, the Kardashians Uh sort of come to mind, right? Like this sort of image of just the perpetual diva. All my needs Mm -hmm. must be attended to every moment. But this flip side is interesting that you just said. I don't think I've ever heard you say that, which is feeling like I better put that happy face on so we can have a happy family because everybody's queuing off me. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. That's a ton of pressure. Well, yeah. I mean, I felt it and (laughs) probably not everybody feels it like that. But but that's kind of the, you know, if I, if I'm saying no, if I'm the heavy, Mm -hmm. then with, you know, all things parenting and and relationally. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. And I mean, it can be hard on anyone to disappoint somebody by saying no. Yeah. You know, to any kind of invitation, invitation to a party or an invitation to, to help out with something that a right. friend needs, like all I know plenty of men, including myself, who have had to unlearn some of those reflexes around, you know, the fear of disappointing being, others. Yeah, just being agreeable. That can come from family systems, that can come from mm-hmm. all kinds of places. But I think we're generalizing here again with a lot, we're, we're you know, we're speaking to everyone here today, but but we see this a lot culturally with women more mm-hmm. just in general. So mm-hmm. definitely stereotyping here, but yeah, it's also common. So yeah. Well, and uh, when this is the case, I find that women start coming up for air and wondering or noticing this for the first time. Oh, I pr- probably say yes to everything. There's a bit of a lag time. Like what is possible to say no to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like it just doesn't even seem, especially when you've made a habit of, okay, yes, I can be this to this person. And yes, I can do this thing for this person. And 
this other person needs this and yes, yes, all the yeses, which isn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. And primarily because then you end up living their life. You end up living for their wants and needs as if you don't have any, but that nobody can do that. Right. So. Like it's hard to know where to start mm -hmm. because everything, if you've lived a life being agreeable at that level, you don't have a filter for what things are actually not okay. Right. Or what we, things you don't have capacity for. Yeah. Because for the most part, it's not like, I don't know what to say no to. Do I say no to this extra frivolous thing or do I say no to this this other thing that really matters? It feels like it all really matters. Yeah. You know, especially at certain phases mm -hmm. of life. Yeah. You know, for for young mothers who are attending to the needs of little kids and spouses and extended family members. I mean, it, it can all, and community obligations, mm -hmm. it can all feel like it matters. Yeah. So it's hard to be able to even begin. Right. Who's going to lose? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it, it does kind of feel like, like that. Like I, I'm in a position of power and I'm going to be deciding who's going to be disappointed. Yeah. Well, that's interesting there. I mean, because what that maybe hidden message is, is that my yes or my no dictates people's happiness. E, right, right. It ties back into that. I'm, I'm, responsible, I'm responsible for yeah. that. And I don't know that that's the kind of power anybody would maybe want. I guess, again, somebody with integrity, <laughs> would, okay, you know, sure. unless you're an evil genius supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> but most people are not going to want to be in control of everybody's reactions. But there is that sense of like, well, if I say no to this, that I'm responsible for their bad mood. I'm responsible for their depression. I'm responsible for their inconvenience. Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And I think that th there's some truth in that in the sense that, yes, your no will be painful. It has an effect on other people. 100%. Yes. So it's not good. So I think when people say things like, well, it's not, you know, almost like they break it and say, no, it's, it's not your responsibility. It's not your thing. Like you're not. In to me, that feels half true. Hmm, okay. Because I do feel like me saying no to something is going to put somebody out. It's going to be inconvenient. It's going to be painful. It will be disappointing. Where that line stops or where sort of where that responsibility ends is really in how they deal with it. Because you know how it is. You can say no to one person and they're just super flexible and they're like, okay, okay. I'll figure it out, whatever. Like uh -huh. they don't, yeah, or we can they pivot. They can pivot, or, right. Yeah. And then some people, it's like you've just literally ruined their day or week or life. And- mm -hmm. That part in terms of the reaction, I think is just such a moving target. It's like human roulette. You just don't even know. Yeah. Well, I do think there is a connection between an inability to be able to say no when needed mm -hmm. and getting caught up in messy relationships with people that can't tolerate it. Ooh. Okay. Now I like that. I've but seen because that. Because they're both- I've seen that. They're both lower on the maturity spectrum. Yes. You know, I, I don't have the capacity to say no. And so I, I create relationships with people where they can always ask something of me and I'll always say yes. And so they don't have the capacity to deal with a no and I don't have the capacity to dish one out. It's a good fit. Man. So when the changes need to start happening. I love this so much. Then we're all growing up together. <laughs> if they'll grow up <laughs> okay, together. sure, sure, sure. Because I certainly have... I have lost and exited relationships where when I said no, it was like over. Yeah, that's true. It was true. like that person or those people were like, 
you've now betrayed me. You've hurt me so badly by saying no to something. You said no. Because mm-hmm. I said you yes. You should never have I, said no. I overfunctioned, said yes so many times. I wouldn't. Yes. And so when you start to take care of yourself or honor that, the people that will grow with you mm-hmm. are the ones that are going to mature in their response to a no. Yeah. And you can grow up your friend group, hopefully yeah. all together. Yes. Or you might have to attract new people mm-hmm. and build new relationships, which is actually going to be one of the best things for your mental health. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you just abandon people, never talk to them again, Yeah, but it may severely limit your ability to interact if there's no growth on their end. Right. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, you've seen that. I mean, we, you know, you have, we both have seen this. We've had old friends from years ago, people that yeah. from our histories from long time ago that, you know, there, there, nothing like horrible happened, but it just, we kind of outgrew the, the dynamic fr- the relationship of, yeah, mm-hmm. of like the availability, the one-sidedness, the, all the yeses. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's just like, that's not going to work, whatever. And then like, there's no reciprocity. There's no. And so it kind of fizzles. And it's kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. I guess we're not going to kind of grow together in this. Yeah. Yeah. That can be hard. Yeah, definitely hard. But for two yeah. people who are willing and engaged, mm-hmm. they can both navigate a really tricky and uncomfortable initial part of learning how to do that together. So that no really can be an invitation for maturity, for growth. Oh, absolutely. For yourself yeah. delivering the no, but yeah. also the other person who maybe has never been asked to be inconvenienced. Yeah, or possibly if it's the first yeah. If you're just very barely beginning. Mm-hmm. This might be the first time that they have to develop some resilience or maybe have to be patient or... And both of you uh-huh. will probably feel like you're on fire when that's <laughs> going on. Those yeah. are my memories. Yeah. With you and me? Oh, just just as a person, when I was first, like I recognized that I yeah, had I run mean, my life into the ground saying yes to all the things mm. and then starting to say... Yeah, I remember Say with us, no. I remember there being, I remember some of these growth moments years ago where there, it was really uncomfortable, uh-huh. really painful. And there were some decisions that may, I, I think I talk about like an invitation for growth because when you say no, or when you're inviting someone into hearing and seeing that you have limits, mm-hmm. it requires some self-evaluation, some a self-check, self-awareness. And I think those are some of the, like, I don't know that they're pivotal moments, like life-changing in that moment. But put together, they start to create a whole new pattern mm-hmm. of self-respect and respecting others, which is what mature people do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's worth all the initial angst and confusion and frustration. So really, as we're wrapping this up, like one of the messages that I'm, I'm hearing and as we're talking through this idea of the power of a no and what it can do is to not be afraid of trying this out. Yeah. If you're someone that struggles with that word or feels like it's going to make things harder for you and everyone else, and this isn't some big test, but you can get some feedback pretty quickly about the maturity level of your system, of the people around you, and you know whether or not there is respect for you and your time and your energy as you start to say no to things. And I think I've been surprised how many people can roll with it. Well- I want to say that like that bit is a process. This does not happen oh, heavens, with no. one no, no, no. One invitation and then one response of a no and then no, it's a pattern. everybody's kind of growing up. It's, yeah, no. it's a matter of it because some people respond f- poorly at first, mm-hmm. but then they see yeah. that as difficult as this is, you really mean it. 
you really need it. Especially so, if you don't retract it. And they want, that's right. That's right. <laughs> if you mean it, yep. then they don't want to lose you in those forms. And so some people just maybe take a little bit of time to come around to change and, and this as you're changing. Right. And this doesn't go away. I think a lot of partners that I work with who have been betrayed get thrown into the deep end of having to learn some really hard like no's and some boundaries. And this can yeah. be really overwhelming under those conditions. But even couples that are doing long-term growth work, long-term intimacy work, that doesn't change. Mm-mm. And maybe the topic changes or the conditions are a little different or there's more security and trust, but there are still lots of things. I mean, even you and me, like we've been married a long time. We've done a lot of work on ourselves and each other and we're still discovering places where we're okay and we're not okay. And there's, yeah. and I, I just think that that's a critical thing. I see it with my parents, your parents, and they're 50 yeah, plus years married. Has just to do part with of living being with somebody. married to somebody yes. who's not you. <laughs> yes. There's never this thing of like, well, we know each other now, so we never have to say no to each other. It's like, yeah, it's an ongoing process yeah. of curating and being aware of that. So, All right. Well, I mean, we just dipped a little toe in that oh, one. Oh my goodness. There's a lot there. Yeah. But hopefully it's turned your wheels a little bit and yeah. helped you think about this in your own life. And Yeah, it's funny because even as we're talking about it, I know we're wrapping up, but I just want to say that it, this kind of a process, my experience with it, and as I've talked with others, it seems like it's very natural for it to be like a pendulum. Mm-hmm. So that once you've recognized the need to say no, you might be saying Lots of no's, lots of hard no's. Overdoing it. Overdoing mm-hmm. it. Or not quite, just barely, barely dipping in. Not quite, it's not quite sticking yet. Yeah. So it takes some time to dial in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's been, I know as I, years ago, as I've started to recognize where I need to do that, I, I thought, I remember some cases where I literally thought I was going to die. Like it, it is just crazy how so, physiologically it can in some areas. Yourself. Other areas, I had no yeah, problem saying yeah. no. In some areas, it felt like, oh, if I say no here, and uh huh, the consequences are going to be dire. Yeah, and but but it's a great practice. Every person can get a sense <laughs> for when it's needful, and then be open to discussion when it, you know, there's a chance to just do something different. And what I have to remember is, I have survived all the no's people have told me. Yeah. Oh, Every yeah. one of them. Uh-huh. Oh, well, and it's a child of the 80s. Whole lot of no's. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of no's. Yep. Yeah, oh, there, there was anyway. a, a surplus of no's in the 80s for yeah. sure from our parents. Yeah. <laughs> and school so teachers and everybody. It's doable. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Anyway. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Yep. Thanks for being here. And as always, you can jump in on, on this. We'd love to, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your feedback on these episodes and just what this is like for you. So thanks for being with us. We'll catch you in the next episode. Yep. We'll see ya.